Hi, I'm Dave O'Neill. I'm Kitty Flanagan, and we're from the Sweet and Salty Roundabout, also known as The, the junkies. junkies. So please tune in. If you're listening to Ingredipedia with uh, Ben and Emily, you'll probably like our show. Yeah. We do. We talk about lollies, chips, chocolate. Yeah. They probably talk about better food than we oh, do. They've a better got some, class of food. They've got some great episodes here. I've yeah. just been having a bit of a listen. Very good. In fact, I'm going to steal some of the ideas. Anyway, whatever. If you need a sugary break, switch yeah. over to The Junkies. The Junkies, where you find all your podcasts. This podcast was produced on the lands of the Wurundjeri and Wadawurrung people, and we pay our respects to their elders past and present. Hi, you're listening to Ingridopedia, a food fight podcast, but instead of slinging burgers or pies or mashed potato, I guess you could sling that in a food fight. We don't do that. We sling facts, uses, recipes, and stories about a particular ingredient every episode. Uh, I'm Ben Birchall, and I'm joined by my co-host, Emily Naismith. Hi, Em. Hello. Um, Today, we're doing MSG, Mm. something that's super divisive. Um, People are either for it or hard against it. Yeah. But basically, it's that gives that umami taste to dishes like it's that fifth taste after like sweet and salty sour and bitter there's umami msg is a great way to get it let's go okay let's sprinkle some on and get going ben i'm going to list some food and you have to tell me on a scale of kind of one to five how delicious they are okay parmesan cheese five soy sauce four oh anchovies eight <laughs> Fish sauce. Five. Shiitake mushrooms. Four. Seaweed. Four. Miso. Five. Cured ham. Eleven. <laughs> Kimchi. Four. And perfectly ripe tomatoes. Yeah, five. Yep. Okay. So the reason they're all so delicious what? is because they have naturally occurring MSG in them, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Um, so there's... Um, an amino acid called glutamate and that's basically what makes them so tasty and it's like naturally occurring and really it's the same thing as msg but msg is just glutamate that's been extracted from food for example like seaweed and then stabilized with some salt and then it's known as monosodium glutamate or msg Um, and basically glutamate's present in every food we eat pretty much but some has more than others and so the ones with the highest are like kelp Marmite, Vegemite, fish sauce, seaweed, parmesan cheese, soy sauce, shiitake mushrooms. They're not like the most, but this is like ascending order of like some delicious ones I picked out. Yeah. And it's also one of the first things we eat as little babies because human breast milk also has glutamate in it. Okay. Yeah. So that's why they keep coming back. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um, Anyway, I found this fascinating because there's lots of delicious food listed here and they're all so different, but all just brought together by how delicious they are. So I wanted to make the ultimate um, kind of natural glutamate, natural MSG heavy snack, mm-hmm. little umami bomb. So I've got six different <laughs> glutamate type foods here. I've got parmesan, mm-hmm. Vegemite, anchovies, perfectly ripe tomatoes that I grew, fish sauce and seaweed. <laughs> so let's combine them all into the ultimate snack. <laughs> there, and there's see. no like 
Um, There's no cooking. Yeah. Um, because no. that's the idea of snacks. Like but, you don't need to prepare anything. No, that's true. But there's no like control, you know, like a... Well, I mean, like you could a have a chip or something. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to put some Vegemite on a so piece of Parmesan. The Parmesan is the base at this point. The Parmesan's the base. And we're going to put an anchovy. It's a big one. That can be mine. And then we're going to put a tomato. Then we're going to drizzle some fish sauce. <laughs> this is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. And then we're going to sprinkle some seaweed. <laughs> okay. Umami bomb. Parmesan, <laughs> Vegemite, anchovy, fish sauce, tomato, nori. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. It's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot. Maybe too much? Yeah, I think the Vegemite is too much. <laughs> Just that. Just that. The rest is good. Mm. Emily, when you told people that you were talking about MSG for this episode, what was the sentiment? Um, the, the majority didn't seem to care at all. <laughs> yep. Okay. But, um, a, few people, yep. a few people were like um, hoping that I would be very pro MSG because they're yep. in that camp. But I, I think a few people were a little bit worried because they were like, like concerned about what they've heard about MSG and yeah. like whether it's bad for you and that kind of thing. Well, yeah, because there's some pretty negative sentiment out there and there has historically been some really, really negative sentiment to the point where it's banned in some parts of the world. So in 2018, the Punjab Food Authority banned Ajinomoto, which is the sort of the Japanese uh, brand of, of, of MSG, or the Japanese style of, of MSG seasoning. I think that was the original one. The original, yes. Yeah. The original and the best. Mm. Uh, synthesized in uh, 1908, I believe. Um, okay. <laughs> um, it's also known as Chinese salt in parts of the world, uh, which, yeah, it contains MSG. It's basically pure MSG. Uh, that was banned from being used in food products in the Punjab province of Pakistan in 2018. So it was as recently as, as five or six years ago, um, parts of the world are, are banning it. And, you know, there's a, there's a lot of... A lot of worry about it and people asking mm. about whether, oh, you know, you're going to get a headache, are you going to... So, where does all this bad sentiment come from? Uh, the answer is it can be traced back to a single letter to the New England Journal of Medicine in 1968. Uh, this is from an article called 50 Years Since the Invention of Chinese Restaurant Syndrome in, on a website called msgdish.com. So, you can guess that they're probably pretty pro-MSG, but um, interesting research nonetheless. So before 1968, Americans loved monosodium glutamate. The new condiment was introduced to the US just 30 years prior and was added to a variety of foods to enrich flavors. The American public embraced it with open arms until Dr. Robert Homan Kwok wrote a speculative letter to the New England Journal of Medicine. He described some negative symptoms he experienced after eating Chinese food. I found in another article, this is, this is the verbatim what he wrote. For several years since I've been in this country, I've experienced a strange syndrome whenever I've eaten out in a Chinese restaurant. The syndrome, which usually begins 15 to 20 minutes after I've eaten the first dish, lasts for about two hours. The most prominent symptoms are numbness at the back of the neck, gradually radiating to both arms and back, general weakness and palpitation. He named it Chinese Restaurant Syndrome. Mm -hmm. 
So suddenly MSG became almost exclusively associated with Chinese food, even though for decades American had been uh, consuming it in you know, ketchup, soups, chips, like still all over corn chips. It's still in tomato sauce. Um, you know, we, we see it as a flavor enhancer 621 mm. on, on, you know, the, have a look at, at the ingredients of almost any salty snack you eat. It's there. It's in Anything everything. delicious. Kind of. My yeah. two favorite things, Lagoma chili oil and QP. Both have it. Oh, QP is so, so good. Yeah, that's so <laughs> full of 621. Yeah. It's awesome. So, yeah, Americans have been eating it forever, but all of a sudden they're like, oh, it's in Chinese food. Uh, and, and this syndrome was named. Um, so, why did it catch on? This is from an article on a website called Skeptoid. When Dr. Kwok's letter was published, there was a tradition in the New England Journal of Medicine to print satirical and comical replies. Of those that followed Kwok's letter, many were bursting at the seams with unabashedly racist mocking of Chinese words and Chinese food in general, even extending to off-colour limericks. The gist of it all was that Chinese food and culture itself was enough to make one feel ill, and indeed very little attention was given to Kwok's actual MSG theory. He, uh, he was a doctor, but he wasn't a, a, he wasn't like a, a, a food scientist. Like he, mm. There was nothing kind of proven about what, what he what he printed but it yeah it caught on partly because of racism um this is from uh the wikipedia entry on msg food historian ian mosby wrote uh, that the fear of msg in chinese food is part of the u.s's long history of viewing the exotic cu- cuisine of asia as dangerous and dirty and in 2016 anthony bourdain stated in parts unknown that i think msg is good stuff you know what causes chinese restaurant syndrome racism uh and going back to that initial article on uh on the uh, msgdish.com website. Um, yeah, they talked about the fact that unlike, you know, with uh, tobacco and, and other um, substances that were thought to be uh, harmful, there's not a lot of research done. It was just sort of taken as, as a given that, that MSG was pretty bad. Until, you know, quite quite a bit later on, the research started to, to happen. And um, as, as recently as 2006, the US FDA were... were researching it and they were never able to confirm Dr. Kwok's concerns and it's been listed as you know across most of the world apart from a very small percentage of parts of the world it's completely safe to to consume in Australia in the US in the UK all throughout Europe nobody's ever been able to confirm scientifically that Chinese restaurant syndrome or MSG allergies uh, are actually a thing and it's thought that it's kind of you know what's known as a nocebo uh people are just very open to suggestion mm-hmm. and start to feel these symptoms as soon as they eat chinese food thinking that it's the msg causing it um so, but there's a lot of big supporters for for msg you know your your friends among them am um th- who who have been uh defending it recently so supporters include heston blumenthal who's quoted as saying the biggest old wives tale is that msg is bad for you that's complete and utter nonsense there's not one scientific paper to prove that thank you heston or david chang who actually made an impassioned plea at the mad symposium a few years ago in defense of msg he says msg which has been banned in certain cities and provokes an irrational fear in many consumers uh is just sodium ion attached to a glutamate which is something your body produces naturally and needs to function. True, MSG doesn't exist in nature. It's a scientific invention, but multiple studies have failed to show that it makes anyone sick. It only makes food taste delicious. Hell yeah. So thank you, David. Thank you, Heston. Thank you, Anthony. Uh, We agree with you. Free MSG. Mm, Let's hit it by the spoonful. (laughs) Let's do it. (laughs)
So, Ben, when you were just talking about chefs that sing MSG's praises, mm-hmm. a little while ago I saw Adam Lior tweet something along the lines of, the easiest thing people could do to immediately improve the taste of their cooking is start using MSG. Amen. And, Amen, Adam. Yeah. And he said it should be as basic a seasoning with salt or sugar. So I needed to obviously run to the shops to get some <laughs> MSG. Yeah. Um, but... Like, I knew that I use it all the time when cooking anyway, but it's just in other ingredients. Like, I'm obsessed with Vegeta vegetable stock, and that's – it's MSG's in there. Yep. And as I said before, I put Lagoma and QP on everything, and mm-hmm. that has MSG. But I wanted to find the pure, raw MSG. Um, so I went to a few big supermarkets, and I couldn't find it. And then I walked around a couple of Asian grocers, and I couldn't find anything labelled MSG. This is before I researched the episode. I just was like – had no idea what I was doing. You just wanted MSG. Yes. <laughs> um, so I did some research and as you mentioned, the Ajinomoto brand is the Japanese brand. I couldn't find that, but I did find um, this one called Vaisin from Hong Kong, which is in a very fancy blue and gold tin with the words gourmet powder. Um, how can you go wrong? How can I go wrong? It's I know. got the word <laughs> gourmet on it. Um, so... Have you ever tasted it straight out of the tin? Uh, until this week, I had not, but I can tell you I have now. Okay. Well, I haven't, so I'm keen to- <laughs> It's a little um, much. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I've snorted it. <laughs> of course. But, I mean, same. Yeah. <laughs> I've injected it. Yeah. Straight <laughs> straight into the eyes. Yep. Okay. Em's just taken a little dab on the end of her finger, like, like a cop mm. testing the purity of cocaine <laughs> in a 1980s movie. Yeah. I mean, I expected to not like it. But I really like it. I mean, it's just like pure umami. <laughs> yeah. And the, like the saltiest explosion um, of umami. It's not unlike the the umami bomb we just ate. Yeah. Really. It has a bit of like a, an aftertaste that it's just like, oh, it's a bit much. I, I get what you mean. Yeah. Now that now it's really <laughs> Yeah. Because um, <laughs> it, sta- <laughs> it stays with you and it, yeah. Yeah, everything starts puckering. Yeah, have some liquid. <laughs> anyway, it is a flavor enhancer and there's no real flavor... Um, to enhance if you're just licking off your fingers. So how do you use MSG in cooking to the best effect? Mm. Did some research. A few people say different things. On Food 52, they say add MSG at the same stage you would regular salt, but remember to use less salt than you normally would while adding MSG. Mm -hmm. A good rule of thumb is to cut the salt by a third. And then quantity-wise, they said use one-eighth of a teaspoon in dishes that need an umami boost. Like if you're cooking a meal for like four to six people or something, that's about the right amount. And then on another article, there's a food scientist called Steve Witherly. And I did like some research to make sure he was a food scientist. And he's written the best scientific paper I've ever come across. It's called, it's like why we love junk food or something. And every chapter is like six pages on why we love chocolate, why we love popcorn, why we love butter, why we love fried chicken. And it's, I can't understand any of it, but I'm like, I get it. Yeah. Um, he makes his own special mixture of nine parts salt to one part MSG. And he uses that when cooking. Um, so I've just kind of been kind of doing this eighth of a teaspoon thing. And it really, really makes your food taste a lot better. Yeah. Like even just on popcorn or kale chips, but like I've also done it in stir fries and um, soup and what else have I done? Have you done it in bolognese? No, I haven't made that's, that. That's but one I've got that people really recommend. Yeah, yeah, okay. 
Um, I did it on kale chips today. Usually kale chips are just like, okay, they've got salt and <laughs> they're nice. But these were so good. I was like eating them by the handful. Yeah, that's good. Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to be buying MSG in bulk, I guess, now. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's do it. Uh, Emily, just as I mentioned uh, earlier when you asked if I'd ever eaten MSG straight before, mm. I hadn't until yesterday. Yesterday, I decided to do a little gonzo journalism for the sake of the podcast. It sounds like you've also done the same pretty much, but I, I recorded <laughs> mine. And I, I, did, I did it because in my reading for my first fact about Chinese restaurant syndrome and how it's absolute crap and... Mm. You know the the greats of, of the food world completely refuted, as well as all of the scientific studies. As much as that's true, there's still several. You know, there's still lots of people who feel it. There's something there. So this is an article from the Guardian. Uh, it says, "So is this syndrome all in the prejudiced Occidental mind? It's certainly real to several British people I talk to." One adventurous eater and traveler who believes she experienced it describes it as a strange warm feeling in the chest, similar to having too much caffeine, waking up with a pounding heart and weird dreams. Now, it's also a reality for Ken Hom, who's a, you know, one of the really early kind of celebrity chefs. I remember having a Ken Hom wok, I think I got given when I first <laughs> moved out of home probably 25 years ago. Um, he was an authority on Chinese cooking and he, he never uses MSG. He said, I've been allergic to it from childhood. My mum never used it in her cooking. Uh, he draws a dis distinction between naturally occurring glutamate in food and the synth synthetic powder. Mm. Um, he said, said, as with any good food that's properly cooked and well-seasoned, Chinese food doesn't need MSG. We can never be sure of the long-term health implications of any artificial man-made chemicals in our food. For me, it's a dangerous road that we don't need to go down. So that's mm. Ken Hom. So I did think, all right, I'm taking the word of Heston and David Chang and Adam Lior and like great scientists and also all the scientists <laughs> in history, but maybe I need to give it a go. Yeah. So I spent yesterday adding MSG to everything that I ate. Oh, amazing. Everything? Uh, yeah. Everything. Wow. Because Every, I've heard it doesn't really work with sweet things. It's not, not fantastic with everything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so let's, let's go to the tape. Okay. MSG on... Oh, crossbow. Not unpleasant. Sweet and buttery. And a lot of salty umami. This is okay. So that... That was breakfast. I added it to my hot cross bun. So what kind of hot cross bun was it? Uh, just a regular hot cross bun. Like so with, with fruit? Fr with fruit, yep. you know, cinnamon, just just from Coles. Yeah. And uh, how much did you sprinkle on? Um, I've, I can show you a photo. Uh, yeah, enough. You yeah. could see it. Yeah, okay. It was a visible amount. It, was, yeah. it would have been half a teaspoon. Whoa, that's a lot. Maybe not. Eat. Not that. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, like a, yeah, enough that you could see it. And I've got to say, like, I came away going... It like jam. <laughs> Not, it wasn't spread like jam. It was like sprinkled like you might put some icing sugar on it. Okay, yeah. On a crepe or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I stopped the tape there and went, mm, okay, yeah, not bad. But yeah. i got to say, I, I didn't finish. <laughs> I didn't finish it. I took a couple of bites and then it started to get real salty. And to your point, it doesn't work great with sweet things. Mm. It's a salt. Mm. Um, yeah, so that was breakfast. Uh, moving on to lunch. Okay, lunch. Oh, 
I haven't added any of the Vitsin gourmet powder because I'm kind of like going for an instant miso soup, which definitely has flavor enhancer 627, 631 in there, as well as some premium dark soy sauce, which again has like a high, high glutamate count. And, and then the, the sushi itself. Um, so I, I feel like I've just had a, like a natural MSG bomb, I guess. Um, if, if, if it could be called, called natural. And so did you add it to that? So lunch, I chose not to. Okay. Because as I mentioned there, yeah. everything had MSG in it. Yeah. That, and probably not the natural kind either. Cause yeah. I mean, naturally occurring in soy, but definitely not in the yeah. miso I was having. And it's also in nori. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I had a couple of, couple of hand rolls and I think not from, not from a reputable Japanese establishment either. So I think there's probably a fair bit through, I mean, there would have been kewpie yeah. through the um, through the tuna mix and things like that. Mm. So I didn't add any to that meal. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't need it, but I think I still had a fair bit. Yeah. Okay, so that was lunch. Didn't really snack yesterday. Oh, wait, I did. <laughs> uh, update, it's 3.27. Oh, really... I'm really thirsty. Okay, I left nothing to chance with dinner. I've used uh, McCormick Grillmates Chipotle and Roasted Garlic Dry Marinade, which, yeah, has uh, thickeners, anti-caking agent, sulfites. Yeah, I think there's some... MSG in there. I've used the Goya Adobo all-purpose seasoning. Um, it doesn't actually have the numbers on here. It does have uh, cit- tricalcium phosphate anti-caking agent, citric acid. But just in case that doesn't have MSG in it, I've added some Vitsin gourmet powder, which is, as we've discussed, 110% MSG. And that's taco night. So that was dinner. Tacos, mm. like good old-fashioned old El Paso, yeah, nice. you know, crispy tacos. Um, added it to the mince with like the taco seasoning mix, yeah, which already has 621 mm. in it. And yeah, this adobo powder that's like, yeah, real salty. I think that's got some 621. And then I put some beets in it. I really umami bombed the tacos. They were delicious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was, I really ne- left nothing to chance. Did everyone like dinner. them? Um, I, I'll be honest. I didn't load up the Vitz in for like I added. I, I added it afterwards. Oh, Everything else okay. was in there, so they had plenty. Yeah, <laughs> don't so worry. You're slightly worried. I fed plenty, <laughs> plenty of uh, of, uh, of MSG okay. to my three year old child. Well, should I have not fed my son MSG the whole week? <laughs> How was he? He's fine. Okay. Oh no, he actually had a few. Emotional breakdowns, but I think he's sick as well. <laughs> Is he heart palpitations? Uh, yeah, um, numb neck, mm. general weakness. Okay, I better go home and check. Okay. Um, so yeah, that that was my very scientific experiment. My my my, my findings were, um, I just got really thirsty. Yeah. There was no palpitations. I did have weird sleep, but I also have a three year old who was mm. yelling at me. So um, I don't think it was related to the MSG. So just thirst. Yeah. But that's the salt more than the, yeah. than the glutamates, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, and yeah, uh, I found out that it doesn't work on hot cross buns. That was my main my mm. main outcome 
my, my main takeout. Yeah. Um, I'm keen to try it. I mean, have you heard of those hot cross buns that are like the special burger sauce ones? I reckon they'd have MSG. Well, they, yeah, special burger sauce just mm. is, that's code for MSG, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I applaud the, the way you ate yesterday. You need more snacks, but it sounds like a delicious day loaded up with MSG. Well done. Well, if that was my day on a plate. <laughs> yeah. Imagine. Needs more activated almonds. So I want to talk corn chips. Yeah. Uh, what are your favourite kind? Oh, where I know do I you start? Like a, mm, well, I think based on ha- working with you, <laughs> you like a healthy vegetable chip. You always used to buy like cauliflower chips. Oh, yeah. This is probably – was that a phase? That was probably a phase. Okay. I, look, yeah. I mean, occasionally. I don't mind a vegetable chip every now and again. Okay. We're also working near – like a particularly good, like, supermarket that had good mm. varieties. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, yeah, where do I start? I love, I mean, I had some last night. Blue corn, like a really good quality blue corn corn chip with a bit of guac. Mm. I had that last night along with my MSG tacos. Um, but I love like a bright yellow cheesy Dorito Um, I love getting my fingers coated in the umami dust. Amazing. Well, that's perfect because that's what I want to talk about. Okay. Would you, so you're thinking bright yellow, so you're thinking nacho cheese. Would you choose CC's or Doritos? Doritos. Doritos. Okay. I think. Um, And would you always choose nacho cheese over original and cheese supreme? Um, No, I don't know. I don't, I just know that. I know the colors. Okay, like, so you'd I, I always pick know. yellow though. Yeah, I guess. Because that's nacho cheese. But no, I like orange. Orange is good too. I don't know. Okay. Um, probably any- I get, well, like I'm my, my mother's son, pro- I'd probably get what's on special. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, if one's on special, they're all on special. <laughs> yeah, so. okay. um, well, personally, I have an affinity to CC's over Doritos. Okay, interesting. Because I had them as a kid. Um, and I kind of go any of the cheesy options, unless I'm eating them with salsa, I go original. Um, So as I was researching corn chips, um, I came across, as you do, I came across this article called Why Nacho Cheese Doritos Taste Like Heaven by Dan Souza on Serious Eats. Um, Obviously, he talked about how there's MSG in there, but they also, so MSG, as you said, is Flavor Enhancer 621, but they also have a little something called Flavor Enhancer 631 uh, and 627, Yeah. also known as the free nucleotides disodium inosinate, IMP, and disodium guanolate, GMP. So they're called flavor potentiators. <laughs> and apparently they supercharge the MSG yeah. so the chips taste next level. So it's not just MSG, it's MSG yeah. plus it's like wingmen. L- listen to this. They fly in first, target taste receptors for umami and physically alter them, allowing the glutamate bombs better access. Put another way, with these flavor potentiators in the mix, our perception of glutamates is amplified up to 30 times. <laughs> okay, so they're like actually like supercharging it like an incredible amount so obviously i ran to the supermarket to get nacho cheese doritos (laughs) and to my horror nacho cheese doritos in australia don't have imp or gmp as ingredients so in fact they don't even have msg they don't have 621 what yeah 
Um, Shocked. I know. So I was like a mad woman turning over every packet of chips in the freaking aisle, trying to look for ones that have GMP and IMP. Um, and I didn't have to look far because CCs, nacho cheese CCs ah, have them. You've chosen right yeah, all these years. I know. So I think the different, I think in America, Doritos must have um, MSG and these two extra things. And in Australia, they don't. But luckily, CCs do. So I thought we could do a nacho cheese corn chip taste test. Okay. See which ones taste best. All right. It's going to be blind. Okay. And you have to tell me which ones you prefer. Okay. okay? All right. Okay. Two chips. I already know which one I like more because it's more yellow. Oh, maybe you Whatever should. that one is. <laughs> yeah, I guess looking. You can look at it. It's oh, okay. Okay, thanks. I, I mean, I can't tell which is which. All right. I'm going to have the less yellow one first. Yeah. Nice. Second one. Better. You picked right. That's the CCs. That's the CCs? That's IMP and GMP. My supercharging God. the MSG. Wow. Yeah. You can taste it. So I literally read the packet of the back of most packets in the store, like, and tried to work out which ones also have it. And I think um, Bacon Smith's chips, the crinkle cut ones, the bacon flavor, they have it. Mm-hmm. And I'm the, not a big fan of bacon flavored stuff. Me neither. Like, yeah. um, like fake bacon. Yeah. Um, and the green Pringles, which I don't really like yeah, Pringles in no, general. the green Pringles. I was actually going to say before, like, I wonder if I wonder if those, like, um, sour cream and onion Pringles have got it as well because, man, those things, once, I'm, once I pop, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. That's yeah, good so to look know. for the numbers um, 631 and 627 on the back of All your right. um, chips and you'll be in for a good time. So, Emily, uh, thank you for, for bringing that to my attention. Uh, I think that CCs will be on the roster as one of my favourite MSG delivery techniques. Mm-hmm. One that we haven't talked about yet, probably my favourite, favourite top MSG delivery technique, Indomie Mi Goreng Noodles. Yeah, that's a good one. Those little sachets, the flavour sachets, the oil, like that's got to be full of it. And it's so fun just opening them all up and it's having fun. a little party. Love it. Love it. And also the Indomie Mi Goreng chips. Oh, yeah, they're good too. Ate some today. <laughs> I was going to like bring them in to the Yeah, uh, did you recording. read the back of them? I didn't. I think I've still got it though. Oh, okay. we'll, we'll have a look. But I, I have a feeling it's got it. Yeah. There was a party in my mouth. I'm sure there was <laughs> IMPs and PMSs and whatnot. Um, and and Kewpie, obviously another very favorite MSG delivery technique. But I feel like they're all either foods or condiments. Mm. I feel like there's a whole other category of, of, of things we consume that probably could have MSG involved that maybe don't. And that's drinks. Drinks. Okay. So I want to talk MSG in drinks. <sighs> okay. My mind's instantly going to those drinks that were big about seven years ago with like bacon hanging out the top and yeah. like freak shakes or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that that kind of stuff does happen. But, um, you know, this is from an article in Australian Bartender. Um, at Bar Goto in New York, their take on Bloody Mary employs the umami-rich seaweed broth dashi as an ingredient to maximise flavour on the, on the palate. Um, but they also talk about granulated MSG from Asian grocery stores, as, as we have the 
VTIN. Um, Chow Tran from Burrow Bar employs an MSG solution, uh, it being sort of wonderfully soluble in water, as, as I don't know if you've tried no, I dissolving it in. No, oh. um, She uses it in her savory martini, the Fertini, the which is a, yeah, a, a, a martini with. Oh, like PHO. Yeah, PHO, like yeah, Fertini nice. um, from Burrow Bar that's got, um, yeah, fat washed dry gin. Uh, that very fancy type of vermouth, two dashes of MSG solution, which is 50 parts water to one part MSG, uh, and you, you put that together. I, I didn't have all of the fancy stuff, but I did, I did think it's a good opportunity to try some MSG drinks. Are we going to drink it like cordial? Uh, no, <laughs> no, but we are going to try, and I, I also have a blind test for you. This is from an article from a publication called Punch, punchdrink.com, by Channing Centino, who's put together a, 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 it's just called MSG Martini. Okay. So I'm going to give you two versions of it. Both of them have the main ingredients, which are um, vodka, gone of vodka rather than a Mm -hmm. gin, just because it was what was there. Olive brine, mm-hmm. which I've got from some lovely Mount Zero olives. Fancy. A little little fancy. Uh, and then a little bit of Shaoxing uh, Chinese cooking wine. Okay. So it's a little bit of a... That's an interesting martini. Okay. So I've got two martinis here for you. Both of them have those three ingredients. Okay. One of them also has a dash of MSG. And you've got to have okay. a drink and tell me which one... Has the MSG. So the only difference is the MSG. Yeah. Okay. They're exactly the same. Vodka, Shaozing wine, olive brine. Okay. Little olive in there. Oh my. Ben. <laughs> I haven't had a cocktail in years. Oh my God. This is filthy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very dirty martini because basically, you know, you, you add like. A fair bit of, of olive brine into Jesus. it. Yeah, I like the olive brine bit. Ooh. I really prefer this one. Okay. This one's really full on. Yeah. What does that tell you about it? That it has MSG. The full on one has MSG in it. The oh, one you don't prefer. Really? Has, yeah, I've mixed MSG powder through the olive brine. Yeah. Added the same amount of olive brine. It's re- it doesn't need much. Yeah. Um, so there's a really tiny amount of, of MSG in there, but I've, I'm just drinking the, the MSG version now. Do you like it? Not really. <laughs> okay. It's a bit much. It's a bit like it was on my hot cross bun the other yeah. morning. It was like, yeah, probably didn't need it. Martinis are pretty good without yeah. MSG in them. Sorry. Well, it's interesting, like, what MSG does work in. I guess it kind of has to be, like, meaty, savoury. Mm. Like along those lines, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, maybe, maybe we just don't want to drink meat drinks. Yeah, well, I mean, I haven't often drunk meat drinks in in the few decades I've been around. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that makes sense. Maybe there's a reason for that. <laughs> MSG drinks, yeah, jury's still out. Mm. Okay, so what did we talk about? I created the ultimate MSG bomb snack with the kind of natural glutamates and then I talked about cooking with MSG and then I did the Doritos and CC's blind taste test. 
and I talked about Chinese restaurant syndrome. I did a little gonzo journalism and ate nothing but MSG all day yesterday. And then I made some MSG martinis, which were a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> I can't talk. I can still taste that vodka and Chinese wine. Oh, it's a lot. It was a lot. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening. Uh, as always, you can uh, vote for your favorite fact on Instagram in a couple of days' time. And hit us up on ingredipedia.com if you want to suggest an ingredient. Yeah. Say hi. Get yeah. in touch. Have a chat. Yep. With typing, not with talking. We don't want to talk to anyone. No, I really like... I've also really been liking seeing what the kind of people we follow and kind of our listeners have been cooking. Some people have some insane gardens, some great snack game, and I'd love to see everybody's. Keep sharing it. Thanks so much, everyone. Talk soon.